It's the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time here at Good Shepherd Catholic Church in State College, Pennsylvania. The date is November 18th, 2018. Today's readings come from Daniel, chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, as well as Hebrews, chapter 10, verses 11 through 14 and 18. The Gospel proclamation comes from Mark, chapter 13, verses 24 through 32. Today's homily is given by Deacon Jack Orlandi. In the following passage from the book of Daniel, the prophet looks forward to an afterlife where those who are faithful to God rise to eternal life. A reading from the book of the prophet Daniel. At that time, Michael, the great prince, the protector of your people, shall arise. There shall be a time of anguish such as never occurred since nations first came into existence. But at that time, your people will be delivered. Everyone who is found written in the book, many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the following passage from the letter to the Hebrews, the author of the letter teaches us that because of the sacrifice of Christ, our high priest, we are forgiven from sin and made perfect by God's love. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Every priest stands day after day at his service, offering again and again the same sacrifices that can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for our sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, and since then has been waiting until his enemies would be made a footstool for his seat, his feet. For by a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified Where there is forgiveness of sins and lawless deeds, there is no longer any offering for sin. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, In those days after that tribulation, The sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from the sky, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory, and then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the end of the earth to the end of the sky. Learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branches become tender and sprouts leaves, 
you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, know that he is near at the gates. Amen, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But of that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. Good morning, Jack. I don't see anybody wearing their I survived the November 15th snowstorm. <laughs> Was I the only one to buy one? Jesus said, But of that hour no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. A priest and a pastor from the local parishes are standing by the side of the road, holding up a sign that reads, The end is near. Turn yourself around now before it's too late. They had planned to hold up the sign to each passing car. Leave us alone, you religious nuts, yelled the first driver as he sped by. From around the curve, they heard the screeching of tires and a big splash. Do you think, said the one clergy to the other, do you think we should just put up a sign instead that says, bridge out ahead? (laughs) (laughs) The readings for this weekend sound pretty depressing, don't they? The sun will be darkened. The moon will not give its light. The stars will be falling from the sky and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. This doesn't sound like the good news we usually hear, do we? As we come to the end of our liturgical year, the church invites us in today's readings to consider the end time, the time when we will all come to judgment. Sometimes that may seem frightening for us. However, for many of us, The problem is not the anxiety about the end of our world, but living as if there were an eternity of tomorrows. Many of us work hard to guarantee the security for ourselves and our families. Sometimes we are so focused on a future which we think we are going to enjoy. We might believe that all we have to do is take the right steps, get the right breaks, or have enough money to guarantee our future. The words in Jesus' gospel today, we push back in the background because we don't want to think about our end time. But Jesus says we do need to think about it, and we need to be prepared for the end time when he said, but of that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels nor the Son, but only the Father. For each of us, the end of the world comes when we die. Death will come for all of us, so we need to think about it. We need to think about 
what will come after our death. And we need to prepare ourselves for the moment when we leave this world to face our personal judgment and, we hope, to enter eternal life in the kingdom of God. Are we ready to face that reality today? Put yourself in this picture. You're planning your future and visiting with your investment counselor. You sit down with them and they bring out a blank sheet of paper and on it draws an empty box. To one side of the box, they write the word success. And on the other side of the box, they write the word Jesus. They proceed to tell you that they are prepared to discuss with you your future based on the word you put in your box. What are you going to write in your box? Success or Jesus? The descriptions in Daniel in the first reading and those of Jesus in Mark's gospel both drive home the same idea. The time really will come when the earthly order of things will be uprooted and gone. All of our jockeying for power, control, popularity, and success, even if achieved on a grand scale, will count for nothing if done only for a personal gain or at the expense of others. Should you not try to be successful? Should you live your life in a deserted place? No, you really should try hard to succeed. But you need to check your motivation, your means of getting there, and what you do with your gains. There is an effective way for us to prepare for our end time. And that is by putting Jesus in the box before us. To live each day fully in the company of Jesus. We do not prepare for the end by guaranteeing our future only through our successes. But we earn it and live it by living fully in God and for God. At every moment of every day that God gives us. Throughout Jesus' ministry, he didn't just talk about the kingdom of God. He also demonstrated it as he blessed, loved, forgave, healed, and served the people he was speaking to. His own witness demonstrated the kingdom. He didn't hold any grudges. He didn't put on any airs. Nor did he distance himself from the poor and the marginalized. In fact, he went out of his way to show them God's mercy. We too can do the same. Every time you hug your child, call a friend, help out in the parish, visit the sick, you are putting Jesus in your life. Every time you pray, every time you choose to love the people around you, you are putting Jesus first in your life. We become more like Jesus by learning to find Jesus, to love and to respond to him in every person, in every place, in every experience of our daily life. Then, no matter when Jesus comes to take us away, we will be more than ready. 
We will meet Jesus not as strangers, but as dear and intimate friends who know each other well. Last week, my wife Colette and I had some wonderful experiences at a Catholic parish in a Lutheran parish in Dallas, Texas. Two different faith traditions and communities, but both showing us how they live as Jesus taught. At Mary Immaculate, we attended the school mass, and when it came time for the Our Father, each section reached across the aisle to hold hands to become one body. They, they, wait, wait, they, they reached across the aisle? Yes, they did. In and a Catholic a, church? In a big Catholic church. <laughs> we'll practice that at the Our Father. Oh, maybe. We didn't want to. It was a wonderful sight to see the love that was expressed in the children and the adults that were there for Mass. At the King of Glory Lutheran Church, we took part in their Impact Sunday. After the service, people dispersed to the various areas in Dallas, Texas. Some went to the VA hospital to visit the vets. Some built ramps at homes for the disabled. Others visited with the shut-ins. Others made blankets for the infants in the hospitals and many more ministries. Truly, we were seeing Jesus at work in these two faith communities. We must remember that our life is a gift from God. We are not owners or masters of our lives. We owe thanks to God for every day that we live. If we cultivate an attitude of gratitude to God, we will know the good of our lives, and we will be ready to give an accounting to God for the use we have made of the life he has shared with us. We will be inspired to make the best of our lives, and when our time comes, we will have no fear of that moment. So, we are sitting down with our investment counselor and have before us a sheet of paper with a blank box on it. On one side is the word Jesus, and on the other side is the word success. We need to make a decision, and we need to make a commitment on how we are planning to live our lives. Which word are you going to put in your box? What will be the focus of your life? Jesus? Success. Jesus. Success. Jesus. Thanks for listening to this week's service. For more information about our church, including upcoming events, please visit us online at goodshepherd-sc.org.